everyone before this episode starts just a quick 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 intro uh on this uh, on this episode we have i still don't know how to pronounce her name you will see me struggling uh by pronouncing her name so she she's actually a person who suffers from borderline personality disorder depression and anxiety and she runs a mental health blog on instagram as well as she has a great 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 initiative she's truly so open about her mental health and she has helped so many people so we are just glad that she agreed to be on our bitch ass podcast no <laughs> i'm just kidding We're, okay no these self depreciating depreciating deprecating deprecating see I, i'm telling you i i i am Anywho, it's okay. It's okay, yeah. So these jokes, maybe we are not going to say this again, but check this uh, episode out. It's truly awesome, and a little bit of self promotion here, so you can skip fifteen seconds if you don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also have a mini series out now. Uh, it's called hashtag Psych on the Go, which basically is just like a ten minute episode on debunking the myths of psychology. debunking the myths of everyday mental health life for example we did an episode our first episode was on how anxiety is good for you bitch did you know that no right so yeah anxiety is good for you and it is necessary for your survival and at three is just laughing out here just like uh, oh, she's losing anymore yeah she's just losing her shit so <laughs> Anywho, if you want to check that out, please check that out. We'll be super grateful for you. Follow us on Instagram. Follow her on Instagram as well. Her Instagram will be linked in the show notes, which are if you are listening on a podcast app, you just swipe it and you see there, and you can see the detailed podcast notes on authenticchaos.com. Of course, if you do not know that, why are you here? Late. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for being here. And <laughs> yeah, so follow us on Instagram at authenticchaos90. Our YouTube is again authenticchaos, and you can find us everywhere else. I just find typing authentic chaos on Google. Go and hug someone you like right now. Okay, that's a friendly advice from a friend. <laughs> Bye. Hi, Hi everyone. This is Pinky and this is a tree. Yeah, so we are authentic chaos. <laughs> I'm never going to sing in my life too. Uh we are authentic chaos and we are two women in their 20s and we talk about mental health, our journeys, how to cope up uh with your bad days and self-care days and jobs, opportunities, hustle life. And so what, basically everything. Yeah, basically everything. But we are, um, we think we are pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know who agrees, and I don't know who doesn't agree. But bitch, I don't care. So <laughs> we are pretty funny, and that's what we do. That's what kind of like what our thing is. We provide mental health education. We make mental health education accessible, and we may try to build a community where people are nice and kind. And I think you should be too. And we do it with humor, like Pinky said before. Yes, we do it with humor. So we are funny and informative. That's all authentic chaos is all about. I don't think so. I can sum it up within one minute or two minutes, but that gives you pretty much gist of it. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And if you think, if you think we are good enough, even a little bit, and if you think you've learned a little bit or had fun listening to us, please, please, please do give us a review. 
on Apple Podcast or follow us on Instagram at AuthenticKiosk90 and we also have a website AuthenticKiosk.com all for you and we are so happy that you're here you could be doing anything in the world right now but you're listening to us and we're super super grateful for pop off queens and kings yay and anyone <laughs> every wednesday for a new episode yes so wednesday or thursday yeah we're kind of in the middle at this of that. point we are everywhere <laughs> yes yeah kind of in the middle of that who is listening to us thank you so much Do you struggle from reading those long ass books? Oh, definitely. Yes, me too sometimes. So, we have the perfect uh, solution for that. Thank you Blinkist for sponsoring a part of this episode. Blinkist, if you were wondering what is Blinkist? Blinkist brings you knowledge from top non-fiction and podcasts so you can learn anytime and anywhere. And you can read or listen to the key ideas from best-selling non-fiction titles in literally just 15 minutes. So if you want to go to a new book and you want to just read the summary of that book, you can just go read it. You may not have time to read the entire book, but you still want to learn what that book is providing to you. Just go to Blinkist and you will find all the solution for that. And you can check out Blinkist by clicking the link. If you're listening on a uh, podcast, you know, platform such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can just swipe up and see and click the link to get 30 day free trial if you click the link in our description in our swipe up thing uh, or and you get a 20% off of subscription if you decide to subscribe to Blinkist mm-hmm. which I think you should because it's awesome <laughs> thank you so much thank okay. you Blinkist <laughs> I've been trying to learn how to pronounce your name and I still cannot get it <laughs> How how so it's pronounced? It's pronounced. So my my full name actually is Kao Khan. It's like a cow. Kao. O. O. Khelo. So just say Kao Doll. That's it. Kao Doll. Was it correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, hi everyone. We are so, uh, uh, Cow Doll has surrounded us with her. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? I'm still like waking up. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say. I'm still waking has up. Graced us with her presence. Is that what yes? You're gonna say? Yes, has graced okay. us with her presence. Yeah. She has. Uh, uh, she's looking fab. <laughs> yes, she's literally looking so. Thank cool. you. Thank you. <laughs> You're in a greasy hair right now, yeah. so who cares? Who, I'm who? so glad we don't put up the videos. It's just the audio because <laughs> that. No, that is the reason we only put the audio and also cover other reasons. But that I want to live this life. You want to? This live is what life? I want to live. <laughs> awesome. Yes, for sure. So yeah, she has raised us with her presence and she runs an Instagram page and she also is a founder of a mission. And I'll just let her talk first and then we can move forward from that. How do you introduce yourself? So that's basically like my everyday introduction when I do lies, right? So my name is Kaukelo Kutwani. It's a Twana name. Okay, that's the part that I don't add, but it's, it's a funny name. I'm from South Africa, Johannesburg. I'm a speech therapist and audiologist by profession, but a mental health activist by passion. 
Okay, so I was diagnosed with um, a borderline mental health disorder and uh, major depression and general anxiety. So I got admitted and I've yeah, basically been living um, with it for quite some time, or with them for quite some time now. I got admitted, got discharged, I've been on meds for about three years. And um, so I'm going to be on meds forever, which I'm basically cool with now. And so I started... Um, an initiative called Not Alone. So basically what we do is we try to create a safe space for people living with mental health issues, right? Or mental health disorders or illnesses, whatever you wanna call it. I call it anything because it's basically, like I call it an issue, a problem, a disorder, an illness, because it's nothing to be embarrassed of. Nobody chose to live with mental health disorders. So you can just own it and wear it however you wanna wear it, right? So what we basically do is we have a, a WhatsApp, um, support group and we have about almost 70 people on it now so we basically just support each other and just talk about life you know everyday life because i feel like people that don't live with mental health issues find it very difficult to understand people that do so we also do school talks because a lot of young people a lot of young children also have mental health disorders and their suicide rates are so high because a lot of them don't really know what's going on they're not okay nobody listens to them and they actually not they don't know what's going on so i we try to educate them to tell them listen these are the like a lot of the common mental health disorders if you feel this particular way tell an adult seek help we also do um camps you know just to go recharge and just learn a bit more about how to cope with your everyday life because not everyone can afford therapy and we also do like hikes and just like yeah we just try and live together you know so yeah awesome awesome yeah that sounds super great and it really sounds like a place where people can actually feel that you're like they're not alone so that is actually pretty great so for people who don't know what is borderline personality disorder would you like to give a small description about it okay so um a borderline personality disorder is basically a disorder where you unable to um what's the word regulate emotion right mm -hmm. so it's basically like so how i've seen it being described and i absolutely love this description because it's so accurate is it is almost like you are an emotional burns patient you see mm -hmm. how people that are burnt feel everything so much more hectically because their skin is damaged so our emotions is exactly like that so some of the more common symptoms are that uh the people living with mental um with borderline personality disorder are quite irrational um quite erratic as well um they have they are more prone to like suicidal behavior and actually going ahead with it not because they feel suicidal but because it's just something small will happen and then that's the more common thing to do we live uh, life on the edge which is not a great thing i know it sounds great but it's not we basically have very self-harming behaviors like a bad relationship with um alcohol people um and it is basically caused or a lot of the time it's caused by um and it is caused by like an unstable like growing up like unstably um it's caused by like um emotional like abandonment when someone was like younger or whatever so and one of the other um symptom is people living with 
um, borderline, can I call it BPD because it's so long. People living with BPD also fear emotional abandonment. And we basically have very unhealthy relationships, not only with ourselves, but with other people. So it's, it's quite a, it's a gem. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite a nice one. Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, at one point, like in my life, I'm in, I'm in university, so I want to become a clinical psychologist. So I'm like in my undergrad. So at one point, I mean, one point, I mean, like just a year ago, I was super fascinated with borderline personality disorder. And um, I did like an entire paper on borderline personality disorder. And I kind of want to do my research like uh, in my grad school or something like that on borderline personality disorder because I found it really fascinating and I found it that uh, I found that it is extremely difficult to, to live with uh, BPD and because uh, the regulation of emotions like emotions are the most complicated thing according to Pink, me yeah. so <laughs> so like in order just like having those like ups and downs and emotions throughout the day or I don't know throughout the week or month or anything like that is very tough so that's why I was kind of like oh my god like this is this is next level this is like some next level it really is and I think um the 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 hard part is because people don't really know it when you react to certain things what I learned a bit before we act today, act very like crazy. People don't even get it. They're like, dude, are you crazy? Are you out of, are you out of your mind? Because our reactions to situations are so out of this world, right? Like really, like, and when you look at it, because we actually get so point where we reflect and we like, yo, that was hectic. But at the time, that was the only way in my head I could possibly react. Like a breakup. You would think burning someone alive is a bit crazy but a person with bpd could just do it now just burn you alive because at the time it is genuinely the most normal thing for me to do at the time and i know it sounds crazy if you know you're not necessarily living with bpd but our reactions are just and because we also are so scared of people leaving i know like i don't know if you um yeah. aware that people actually tend to um, put BPD together with like manipulating with um, you know the people trying like tricks to keep people in their lives and it's not a lie it's actually true because we are so scared of people leaving we'll keep them in our lives at all costs which is crazy yeah so yeah speaking of that like abandonment of everything else yeah, I have like seen a lot of like symptoms and like, you know, the, from a research perspective. Yeah, there are, um, but it's all, but, all, but it kind of all comes down to like those childhood abandonment, abandonment issues. Um, like, because you suffer from this personality disorder, it's kind of like black or white for you. There is no yeah. gray, right? So there, if this person, if this person stops talking, for example, if your friend stops talking to you for like a day or something, you would think that this person hates me. I don't like this person at all. So like from from like loving this person to hating this person in a spam of a day is uh, is yeah is kind of like insane. So but at the same time, it is the personality disorder. So it's not your fault. Yeah. So, 
yeah it's a it's it's a it's a, it's a very complicated yeah, it's a definitely a complicated disorder. So sorry for disturbing. There are people that I don't speak to at all anymore. Like from when I was young, I think I'm because I I go to therapy and because of the other meds that I'm on, my emotions are a bit more regulated than they were. There are people that I actually do not talk to because I just woke up one day and I just stopped caring completely. And it is like again crazy to understand until you realize I just stopped caring, just stopped. Hmm. Like they were my best friends yesterday and today I just stopped caring completely. So yeah. Mm. That is so that is so tough, actually. That is so tough. But yeah, definitely it is it is a very a tough thing to keep people in your life in general. But when you suffer from like BPD, it's it's tougher. It's like I don't know how many times more suffer or tougher is that, but it's I can just assume that it's about like yeah. hundred more times tougher. Definitely. So yeah, just taking a guess there. <laughs> yes. So when do you think would uh would was your like first trigger? Like when do you think that would be the first time you realized that something is not going on in the way it should be going on? Something is off. So for as long as I could remember, right? I even said this, like, I, I feel for the first time about my journey last year. That's when I actually started like talking about it and everything. And um, I, I always say actually that I knew something was wrong. Like I always had very explosive behavior, very explosive from like as far as I can remember. But I didn't know there was such a thing as like called BPD. I knew about depression, I knew about anxiety, but I, I had no idea there was such a thing, right? And then three, three years ago, I was speaking to my psychologist, and I used to change psychologists psychologist, like really um, often. And then the one time my psychologist asked me, she was like, do me a favor, go read up on um, borderline personality disorder. And I was like, why? She's like, no, just go read up on it and tell me. So I was admitted at the time. So, she, so I saw her every day for 21 days. She was like, no, go and just like, let me know what you think tomorrow. And I promise you, I read, you know, when you know this is you, but you're like, no, I'm not crazy. It can't be me. And I went back to her and I was like, so I read it. And she's like, yeah, and? And I was like, and what? It's just like, did you not relate? I'm like, no, uh, no, no, I didn't. And then she made me um, write a psychiatric test. And because, you know, they actually try to see you have this much of this or this much of that. And the one thing that was like at the top was BPD. So she was like, yeah, kind of told you. So, but I always knew, I, I've always had explosive behavior and everything has always been black and white. It's either you hate or you love me. I don't have the in-between feelings. I even also tell people I don't have like okay feelings ever. I'm either really happy, like really, really happy or like completely depressed. It's almost like bipolar if anything, but it's not. You know, I think it's something you would think, because people are like, are you bipolar? Are you? But so it's not bipolar. It's just like really ex extreme emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how that happened. Yeah. So there's always like a myth of uh, borderline personality disorder yeah, being bipolar. like bipolar disorder. It's a common myth with like people. And uh, yeah. I, from what I have like studied and understood, main difference between the two is the length of the time you are in the mood. So for example, for a borderline personality disorder person, 
it is it changes much quicker than a person suffering from bipolar disorder so episodes might last for example for a borderline personality disorder for like a day or two but for a bipolar person it might last for weeks or months so that is the huge difference everyone who doesn't know this is a difference yeah. don't mix them up <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes so <laughs> So when was the first time you were diagnosed, like given a proper diagnosis? Uh, with what? With like everything? Because I got the BPD one much later. Oh. So um, I was diagnosed with major depression when I was in third year. That was when? Yeah, I was in third year a long time ago. Um, when was I 21? Third year of university, like third year of art. Yeah, university, sorry. I was, um, I think it was like 2015, 2016, 2016. I was diagnosed with depression, but like I, I just didn't take it seriously, right? I went for therapy sessions here and there, and um, the lady was like, dude, you need to go medication. I heard medication and I fled. I just, I fled the scene. I stopped going. I was like, I need to be on what? Mm -hmm. No, right? I was like, no, sorry, thank you. Not doing it. And then when I started doing my community service, 2018, I had a rock bottom season. I was completely, I had rock bottom completely. And then I had to get admitted. And then my psychologist was like, oh yeah, you've got major depression, anxiety. And with the depression, I was like, yeah, someone once mentioned that before. Um, I guess we're here again. But I was put on medication and I've never gone off the medication like since and they were like no because you've had so many episodes and i think what people need to also understand what depression is just because you're on medication and just because you are you know um seeing a psychologist doesn't mean your depression is over it will never happen again i think you just have like milder episodes that last for a shorter time but yeah so i've had too many episodes so they were like no we need to just keep your medication just to keep you just yeah. regulated Definitely, definitely. So you have talked about um, like therapy being a journey. And uh, so what was your journey with therapy? You said that you changed a couple of psychologists. So what was your journey yeah. like, with your therapy? Yeah. So with, like I said, with the first one, I played, right? I completely played. Like I just, I fled the scene. I was just like, ma'am, give me zero. I'm not participating in this. So, um, so when I got admitted, I actually had... Um, like a male um, therapist, right? And I was just like, oh, like he was fine, but we didn't, you know, you need to like click with yourself because this needs to happen. I feel like it's, a, it's like an energy connection. I feel like it's all spiritual, if anything. So I just, yeah, I was just not, it, it just wasn't really working, right? He was helping, but it just wasn't, I, I don't think I was getting, or I was healing optimally, you know, I was healing all, but I don't think it was optimal. And then the one, like the, some other lady I was admitted with, she was like, dude, listen, try out my psychologist and let's see. And I promise you, I walked into a room and there was, that's I'm like, honestly, it's spiritual. I walked in and I was like, oh my goodness. When I left, when I walked out, I was like, this is it. I, I found, I found the person. And that lady, I'm slightly scared of her, which is great because then she gets me to do things. And I'm really scared of myself. <laughs> Guys, I'm like I'm actually scared of my psychologist. She scares me. Um, and she pushes me to you know to like do things you know, in terms of like the work that I need to put in. And I think what I had to learn is go.
going through therapy is also really hard because now you need to unpack all those things that you've spent years packing. You need to completely unpack, allow yourself to break down completely and then repack. That is the most gruesome thing I think I've ever gone through. If anything, I think that was more painful than me going through depression because then I had time to, you know, just go through it. With this, I had to unpack a lot of different things that I thought I was okay with at one time. And you will cry, bleed, you, you know, snot will come out. It, it, it is a journey. But once you start building again, there is nothing more liberating. There is nothing more that gives you more freedom, that makes you more, more happier. I've never been this happy in my entire existence. And even on bad days, because I have bad days, because I am living with mental health disorders, I know I'm going to be okay. There was a point where I genuinely didn't think I'll ever be normal, you know, because I always knew there was something a bit off, but I never thought I would be okay again and therapy honestly taught me how to love myself again how to be okay with making mistakes how to be okay with things that i've gone through and how to take responsibility as well for the part the roles that i've played because sometimes we because you so to an extent in some situations you are a victim but you have to accept the role that you played in every situation you've ever been in so i had to sit she that's why i'm like i actually i fear that lady she forced me to sit down and actually take a mirror and go dude what the hell went down in your 20 however many years of life what happened yeah no therapy is a lot actually but it is the most liberating thing that i've ever encountered so go to the therapy guys it's amazing yeah definitely therapy is like awesome i've like always said like therapy is literally freaking awesome but yeah i definitely genuinely agree with like therapy being again scary uh for people because like we don't want to we don't want to talk about our traumas we don't want to talk about what happened with us in childhood mm-hmm. we want to bury it down to the point that we reach rock bottom and then we want to talk about it but that's the thing i think everyone is going to therapy with this big misconception that one session will like completely you know will change. make everything better will change in your head how genuinely how does that make sense how do you unpack say 20 years of life in one hour how, how just logically how how i know i know, I know. I half the battle is kind of one when you figure out that yes it's going to take me a long time but it's going to be so worth it when i am when I do go consistently and I do see a change. In yeah, because, yeah, because like sometimes uh, the, the entire point is like we are scared. We are afraid. So there's fear. Always there's fear. But what would you like to live with that for the rest of your life? Would you like to live the way you are living right. for the rest of your life? No, right? You want to change that. And in order to change anything, you gotta like sit with your fears and you gotta like escape, like escape as in like, just like get over those fears and like just, you know, there's like a, there's like us, like there's this one thing, yeah. us, there's a barrier of fear and then there's like inspiration. So you gotta like step, <laughs> yeah, step over the barrier of fear, reach liberation. Yes. I think the other conception is that you have to hit rock bottom. You do not. There is your rock bottom is the pit, guys. Rock bottom is the absolute pit. You do not want to reach. If you feel like you are not okay, let the psychologist tell you, okay, you're not depressed, you just said. Rather that than being really, really depressed, 
and crawling on the floor and then having to deal with that. If you're not okay, go see a therapist. If you need to vent, go see a therapist. If you feel like you could be a better person, go see a therapist. Just go see a therapist. <laughs> go. Go see a therapist. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely. For sure. Definitely. So, speaking of therapy and all that medication, so personally, I, yeah, whatever, I want to become a clinical psychologist, but at some point, I also was scared of medication because I don't want to, because this is a long term, it's a chronic illness, right? You, do you want, and like, I have a personal theory with medication as well. I have been on medication since I was in fourth grade and I'm still on them. So, so like, and at one point in my life, I just went like, I don't want to take those. I hated those. I was like, why the heck I have to take those? And like, no one your age is taking those. They are like perfectly normal and all that stuff. So I'm like, why the heck do I have to take it? Like, why? So I was like, so angry and stuff like that. And I just stopped taking those. But like, I realized that those are important for me. But what was it about for you? How was it about for you? Like, how do you feel about those medications? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm still finding the medication. <laughs> well, I've been I've been doing therapy and medications. I've been doing this thing for like three years now. And in my first year, I won't lie, I was preaching medication, guys, taking medication, but I was just the biggest hypocrite because I was a defaulter of notes. I just I'll take them for like a month and stop, and I'll get really depressed and take them again and stop. You know, and get really depressed. Like I literally had just cycles of depression, like time and time again, because I also felt like. Um, Okay, maybe I don't need the medication. And also because there's such um there's not enough knowledge surrounding medication. A lot of the people in my life were like, but you're addicted to medication. Maybe you don't need the medication. Listen, pray about it. Um, just go to gym. You know, I, I had a lot of voices going, stop, stop, stop. And I was like, you know what? I'm a big girl. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna be fine. I've got the depression thing on lockdown. I've never had such fluctuating mood in my entire life i was okay today tomorrow i'll wake up and i'll just want to bore out crying but because i stopped the one one of the components of you know my my therapy one of the components of me being okay because you can't it's literally like you can't just be on medication and not go to therapy or go to therapy and not take medication that you should they work together and all the other things that you should do because you can't do both but not broken yourself when you're at home like everything just works together so i had to i'm still can i be honest if my psychiatrist calls me today and is like listen stop i will throw those things so far that nobody will see them ever again but i know i need the medication i know i need the medication there are days where i cry and i show my friend i'm like look at that amount of medication that i'm taking why but i'll pop them in my mouth at the end of the day and i'll go to bed and i'll call it a day but i had to also find something that works for me because i had a lot of side effects in the beginning so i knew taking the medication in the morning does not work for me so you need to sit down and take inventory and see what works what doesn't work so i take my medication before i go to bed because they they last like i think 24 hours I was, I don't know how they work, but they last quite, you know, like a long time. So I actually sleep out the side effects and then I wake up, but I take them at the same time just so I don't, you know, I don't miss an hour of not having medication in my body. And so the one time I said, I just actually took blood because she was like, mm -mm, I don't trust you. So she took blood and apparently you can actually trace the medication in your body. Yeah. And she was like, listen here, I am not. Okay, so I have 
like two grown up black female, uh, like my therapist is black and female and my psychiatrist is also black and female. So they're like black parents. I promise you, they treat me like a freaking, like a child. Hmm. So she was like, listen here, I'm not doing this with you. It's either you want to get well or you don't, but you're not going to waste my time. Can you imagine the psychiatrist saying that to you? But I love it. That's the only way I get to get things. So after that day, I was like, you know what, listen. And she also told me that, listen, if you keep taking them and not taking them, take it, then you build resistance. And now we need to put you on something stronger. And then you're going to need to go through the whole side effects thing and just take your damn medication. She didn't say that. That's like paraphrasing. But like, yeah, then... So now I just take my medication every day and I'm doing so much better. I am not fluctuating as much. Things happen like a stupid, I have a stupid, I don't know, war on my forehead. Yeah. It's just fine. It's okay. It'll go away. But like, I mean, if it works, why stop? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So medication and therapy. Everyone thinks that like you will find that one medication so easily and you will just like get it and then you'll be like better in like a day or something. No, this does not work like that. You have to find your medication. There is a lot of trial and error. You have to find your own therapist. There's a lot of trial and error. It sucks, but that's the truth. And that is, I think that is same for physical health as well. I like, again, like I have been on medication since both grades. So physical health is tough and it was because of my physical health. And I have changed so many doctors. And finally, when I was in eighth grade or ninth grade or something, uh, I found the correct doctor. So that's like, these, these are the amount of years it took me to find the correct doctor even for my physical health so it's not just for mental health yeah. it's also for physical health both of them are kind of like going hand in hand together and it's just kind of like finding what works the best for you yeah. to stick with one therapist or one doctor yes you don't have a good vibe with each other <laughs> then there's no point there's no sort of there's no there's really no point and like what she was saying now like i was put on um medication that was an underdose like i was actually underdose and i was still so depressed back then this time for months for months and then when i got to the hospital but i think with me i found it a bit i, I found the right medication quite quick because i was admitted in the hospital so i promise you i was put on like three different medications they were just trying it out they're just trying to see does it work does it not does it work plus i'm on other medications so they had to find medication that goes well with my other medication so there's no contraindications and yeah, it was, but medication works. And it's, a, you know what? Also, I don't think medication is for everyone. Do not self-medicate. Wait for someone that is a professional to put you on the right medication. Don't take your friends' antidepressants and think, listen, you're going to be fine. Because that might be the incorrect way of treating your depression. Not even that's depressed or that has mental health issues is on medication. So just wait for a professional to help you. Don't like, because people are strange, guys. Hey, you find someone that goes, medication works, I'm self-medicating work yeah definitely for sure definitely for sure don't self-medicate anyone who's listening <laughs> please don't self-medicate and uh, yeah so you you talk about like yeah your therapist being a female black individual and um, so yeah mental health and culture so culture is really important when it comes to mental health and uh, people actually don't take that much into consideration for example we are indian so we are brown so in our culture, it's okay for parents to like spank us or something like that. I mean, you yeah. know, like, just not spank you, beat you. 
to beat you. They parents beat us, guys. They beat us. So yeah, that's true. That is completely true for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's changing and all that stuff, but it is the truth. So, and that if you tell this to like a Caucasian, like a white person, they would go bollocks. They would be like, what? Your parents are abusing you. Your parents don't love you. Your parents are not great, etc. etc. like that. And then like, I did not grow up like love language is kind of different for us. Like, I did not grow up with my parents always saying love you, bye, or all that kind of stuff. Uh, they showed love in different manners, right? So when it comes to mental health and culture, what are, like, your thoughts on it? I would be very, yeah. So I'm black. Yeah. For people that, because you can't see me, guys, I'm black. I'm a black female. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really... So, and also, I live in South Africa, which is also another, we're like a third world country, right? So, um, yeah, mental health is not a thing, guys. When you, it's, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. We are still so behind in terms of, like, the kind of information that goes out there. But it's building up a little bit because I think our generation is actually taking a lot of thoughts into, you know, mental health. I remember when I was admitted, I promise you guys, I'm not even lying, I was admitted but because I was admitted and I was already working and living out of home, I just, I drove myself there. The first night my mom came to visit me, she was like, and I was put on Valium, so I was not okay. Cause you know, Valium just like knocks you out. So I was like, like a zombie. And then she was like, so she calls me, says, this is like, like, you know, like your sister. So Ceci's like, so she calls just her daughters like Ceci. So she went, Ceci, um, why are you here? You know? And I'm like, well, it's a mental, it's a mental hospital, like I would imagine, you, it's a mental hospital. I mean, ting, ting, ting. But you guys say that to a black person, will slap you. So I was just like, um, well, I'm depressed. And she was just like, okay, but like, why are you here? You know, she, she, she couldn't get it. She was like, but why are you here? But I realized that when people actually start to, so my mom was also depressed, but she was like, no, I don't need medication. I'm strong. I'm what, 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 what. I'm not strong. I'm not strong, guys. I don't, I, I don't take that narrative upon myself. I'm not strong. I don't want to be strong. I'm okay with being whatever is the opposite of strong because I'm human. I want to be human. I want to go through life, crash, crumble, get up, build, whatever. I'm not strong. So I told them, like, listen, I can't, I can't do it. I can't be, I can't figure it out. I can't, I'm not okay. And she visited me every day, very confused. I, I think I'm so grateful that I have a very supportive family. So as confused as they were, I mean, my family just didn't understand. My, my brother actually came and went, so you are crazy now. And I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I, I'm not crazy. I just am living with mental health illnesses. So it's been three years. So now that they're learning that, oh, she needs to take medication. She, you know, has to go for therapy. She, but only because there's someone in, you know, the immediate circle that is dealing with mental health issues. We have, I mean, in like where I, like I, I came from, um, not like a suburb. I live in a suburb now, but like I came in a, like from like a, not a rural, it's not like a rural, I don't know what you guys call it. It's like, it's not a township. It's like, we're gonna call it a township for like, for like a lack of better words, right? So um, 
people did not understand. They, like, you can't say I'm depressed. And the word is actually used so loosely. If someone is unhappy, they'll go, oh my gosh, I'm just so depressed. Do you know what I mean? So if you have, if you're from a well-off family, you have no right to be depressed. If, um, like, nothing traumatic has happened to you, you have no right to be depressed. We can't even talk about, like, your more uncommon mental health issues, like your bipolar, skits, uh, your personality disorders, because they just, you're just crazy. If it's not depression and anxiety, you are crazy. So there's like so many, also like so many um, misconceptions and so many myths. I remember the one time some person that was hitting on me was like, so you take me every day? I'm like, yeah. And then he was like, so what happens if you don't take them? I'm like, then I'm not okay. He literally said with his mouth, I was just, I was just like, wow, we, 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 we still, we still very far. He actually said, so you, you would hit me. And my first question was, why would I hit you? Like, why? Genuinely, why would I hit you? Like, I, I'm not understanding. Why would I hit you? And he's like, no, because you're not a male. But why would I hit you? How does that make sense? I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I try to think logically. How does that make sense to anyone? Just because I'm on meds, I would hit you. I'm violent because I'm living with a mental health issue. How does that make sense? And that's literally where we still are. You know, uh, black people have no right to mental health issues. You can't be black and live with a mental health issue. It's more of your white people. You can't be brown, actually. I think even for like, like Indian people, it's the same. You can't, if your mom loves you, how the hell are you depressed? If you have food in the fridge, if you have new shoes, people don't understand that it is a neurological disease. It happens, it is an illness. It's like asking someone with TB, no, you have a full fridge, why the hell do you have TB? I'm sorry, what? It's literally the same concept and people don't understand that it is an illness. Nobody picks TB, nobody picks cancer. So obviously no one will pick depression. It's not pleasant living with depression, it's not fun. It's not like we're at a park and we're holding hands and we, it's not fun. Why would I want to live with something that's not fun? Yeah. Definitely. Ooh, it makes me feel passionate. I guess I'm passionate about it, but okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For like, literally, for sure. Like we, like I don't, I don't know if this is this makes sense or not. But like our parents were kind of like had uh, like they grew up in a very different environment than we are growing up in, or anything like that. So we have so many uh, resources and stuff like that. But they like uh, grew up like when there was great depression and economic crisis and all of that stuff. So their main focus was survival okay just survival so they were like okay there's food in the fridge there's like shelter and all of that the basic necessities food clothing and shelter that's it survival you should be happy that you have that but we want to live we just want don't want to survive we want to live a life which we think is good for us and in order to achieve that life or even achieve i mean achieve is a bad word but like in order to live that life sometimes we don't feel happy and sometimes we just want to have like you know there's so many things like i personally believe that we are in the middle of a mental health crisis especially right now and that is the truth people are getting to know about more personality disorder personality disorders from speaking from like that person who told you to like are you gonna hit me is because personality disorders have that kind of stigma which uh, people used to think that if you have a personality disorder like schizophrenia or anything like that you are a psycho you are crazy you are in an asylum 
and uh, you are not allowed to get out of that asylum and because you are psycho and because you are like a danger to the society which is not true okay that is not true at all but people no. yeah. so it's like saying a person with tb should be confined to the hospital oh like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So all the brown people and all the black people listening, you all need therapy. <laughs> you all need therapy. Exactly. You do. Get help. I read, read a book. Read a book. Go on the internet, get something called the DSM-5 and just like scroll and read about how these things present and read about how they come about and read about how they get treated. So you don't sound like, you don't sound ignorant because a lot of people now sound so ignorant. Yes. It is crazy because you, they actually sound ignorant. And it was so like demeaning when you tell someone living with like a disease that no, listen, you are less of a person than I am because I'm not living with the same disease as you are. Because that, that's exactly what people are doing against people living with mental health illnesses. We, we face so much discrimination and we are judged so much and people don't think it's an actual thing, but we are actually judged so much. You can't even tell, but I wear my mental health on my sleeves. I'm like, like a, I didn't say it on the first date. I'm like, hey, great, first date, how are you doing? All By the way, I am living with, so you can get up and walk away because it's not my fault that I'm living with them and I'm getting help for them and I'm trying to live the best possible life that I can and I'm trying to be better every day. So, and if you can't appreciate it, boom, get up, walk out. Genuinely, I don't need people like that in my life. Get up. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, freaking lately. Uh, there are like so many people who don't like... Um, so, uh, who don't like date someone because someone has a mental illness who don't like you don't even like talk about it or don't even i'm like huh that is very shallow for you first is that very shallow and uh, educate yourself first is that and then what is the point of your existence if you cannot even be with people that's all like, be with good people as long as you're a good person what the heck who cares I that. Yeah, exactly. I understand there are struggles and stuff like that, being with a person who has a mental illness, but yes. everyone struggles. Everyone does. It's not about just having a diagnosis, but people live with everything daily. People suffer from anxiety daily. So you're going to leave yeah. anyone who's going to... So I'm like, bitch, you're alone, so get off. <laughs> exactly. So there's no point. There's no need you. There's no need for you. <laughs> Yes, for sure, definitely. So, yeah, what are some of your coping skills during your bad days? And I'm talking about the worst days here. Yeah. So I actually haven't had those. I know this sounds like so my fellow mental health people. I know this sounds crazy. I find it very crazy. But I haven't had a really bad day in a very long time. Which is like I've had bad days, but I haven't hit like rock bottom but also because i think what really helps me is i am a sagittarius now i know a lot of people like i'm not like a like a horoscope person but i'm a sag guys sagittarius are like signs are things people sagittarius are like the same we like i so i'm a sag if you know what a sagittarius um sagittarius woman looks like i'm the a, a, 
epitome of it. Like I'm like I'm a I'm a crazy person. I'm an I'm a crazy wild person. Let's call it that. No? So I don't believe in routine. I don't believe in planning. I don't believe in any of those. I wing, I wing everything. That's basically, I, I, I go through life winging. I wing diversity. I just wing, right? But what I had to learn, which killed me, was that when you live with a mental health illness, you act, it, it's just better to have a routine because you feel like you have more control of your life. So what really helps me is sticking to a routine, especially during the week. I wake up at the same time. I do the same thing in the I literally do exactly the same thing in the morning. Guys. Exactly. I even put on my eyeliner. I do exactly the same thing. I will never put on my mascara before my eyeliner because I feel like I'm really in my routine. I do exactly the same thing every single day, which helps. I talk if I'm having a bad day, I will call 10 different people to talk about it. I believe um, storytelling has a lot of power and it just frees you. So I talk about it till I drop. I'll call honestly 10 different people and go, you will never believe what just happened. And I'll hang up. You will never believe what just happened. It just helps me. That's my coping mechanism. And um, I go to gym. I exercise. If I can't go to gym, if I'm having such a bad day that I can't even get out of bed because sometimes you have days where you can't move you actually can't move you can't bring yourself to move an arm or to move your body so i'll go to gym and i'll get myself to just exercise in the house then if i can't go to the gym i do the opposite of what my body is telling me because usually if i'm having a depressive episode my body will tell me sleep the whole day i know that's not good for me Unless if I need rest, because I take days where I'm like, listen, I'm resting, because I feel like that is very important. But if I know I'm sleeping because I'm depressed, I'll do the opposite of that. I'll get up, I'll take a walk, I'll go to the mall, I'll go visit a friend, whatever. I'll just do whatever that is the opposite of what my brain is telling me. I journal a lot. I listen to podcasts. Um, I listen to preaching every morning. I do my devotional. Guys, I pray the most when I'm not okay. I, I pray, prayer, I, I believe in God. I believe that God really takes us through life. So I pray a lot. Jesus has really had my back, you know. Um, yeah, and I journal as well. I said I journal. Um, what do I do? Yeah, I think that's about it. And I call my therapist. Actually, I, I have my therapist on WhatsApp, guys. I'll be like, hey, listen. So this happened. And she's like, no, book it. I'm like, no, but I need you now. You know, so she'll just like help me a bit with that she, she's made peace with it um yeah what else do i do yeah that's basically i think what i do so but i try to keep like i said a routine and i also know if i'm going through a depressive episode i should not drink alcohol because i used to drink alcohol because i'm depressed so now i try if i'm really depressed i do not drink i don't use any substance that might alter my emotions and sometimes what I do, guys, and I feel like I know a lot of people are against this. Sometimes I allow myself to go through it. If, say, I'm having a really bad day because say, I'm going through a breakup, I'll allow myself to feel the pain. I'll just allow myself to cry out, to feel the pain. I'll allow my, because if I'm going to block it and try and move on, it's undealt with. So I'll give myself a couple of days and I'm going to go, dude, listen, you're going to cry. You're going to deal with it. You're going to mope. You're going to stay in a little corner. But at some point, you're going to need to get up and continue. So I, I, I allow myself that grace. I'm like, okay, you know what? Today I'm just going to mope because I think I deserve to mope because I'm going through something. So I'm like, I'm going through something. I can't ignore it. So I just, yeah, I just mope. Definitely. Those, the whole corner. Yeah. 
So in the next day, I'm like, yeah. those are really great coping skills and come coping skills. What might work for some person might not work for another person. Yeah. So find your coping skills. That's the one. That's the one thing. But yeah, try it out. Coping skills also work like everything else. Just try it out. If it works for you, it works for you. And so when it comes to depression, sorry. Yeah. One last thing that I can't believe I forgot. Um, affirmations, guys. Yo, affirmations have changed my life. They yeah. have completely because I tell myself things like, "Girl, you are the bomb. You are pretty. You deserve everything nice." To a point where, even on days where I feel so horrible, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, "Oh my God, what is that?" My brain will tell me, "Uh, uh, you gorgeous thing. What? No, you are gorgeous." So I've done affirmations for so long. My brain now has actually reprogrammed itself to actually always think positively. So even if I'm like, oh, I'm such a lazy person, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm so much more superior, you know, to low action, like get myself working and yeah, so affirmations, guys, they do wonders. Yeah, definitely. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. For for sure, for sure. That love works. affirmations. <laughs> yes, she loves it a lot. So when it comes to depression and anxiety, people have like a general idea about depression and anxiety. And I mean, even though there's a, there's a lot of like miseducation and misconception, even to depression and anxiety, but with personality disorders, there is more stigma with it. So what is one thing which you wish people would know about personality disorder or borderline personality disorder? What do you, is that one thing you wish people would just know? Yeah. I think the one thing, particularly about borderline personality disorder, and that is the one thing that I'm also trying to teach the people around me is, I don't do it on purpose. I don't react a particular way on purpose. I don't say the things that I say on purpose. I genuinely can't help it. I feel like it all bit sad because, you know, people with a, like borderline personality disorder tend to push people away because of how we act and how we act and how, you know, we just deal with people and situations and it's genuinely not on purpose. And, you know, um, I've realized I have a very, very sharp tongue, but because of like, if I'm, if someone hurts me, I want to destroy them. That's the right word. I want to destroy them completely. And it's not on purpose. It's just, and I'm learning to just take a step back because obviously, you know, when you go to therapy, they show you like, um, just like better ways of dealing with things, especially if, you know, you have borderline personality disorder. But I think the biggest thing is one. Oh, and the other thing is I want people to know my mom loves me a lot because as soon as I tell people, especially the people that know about BPD, they actually think I went through something very traumatic in childhood. Oh, my mom loves me dearly, guys. My mom has never done anything to me. I think the biggest thing there is I just, my dad died when I was really young. I think that's where the, like the abandonment comes from. I, so my mom loves me, guys. That's the one thing I want people to know, one. Two, we honestly don't do it on purpose. I think if people start learning that, especially about borderline, they'll understand it better and they'll understand and be more graceful towards people that are living with it. And um, they also need to understand that people that um, live with borderline personality disorders get triggered by very small things. Um, I was actually sharing, because I've brought this out for such a long time, I was actually sharing the other day with my friend that the first time I tried to commit suicide, I was 12. And she was like, you were 12? Why? And then I told her, so I was like, no, 
Sorry guys, my mom called me. Sorry. Back again. So the line, one of my friends at the time teased me and I went home and I drank a bottle of pills. I wasn't anxious. So we are very, very suicidal. So please be gentle with people that have BPDs. And the, the last thing that I want people to also understand is people that have, that maybe drink a lot, people that maybe might be very promiscuous, you know, like sleeping with a lot of people, try to understand perhaps why they do it. Because I've been there, I've done that. And it was because of BPD. It wasn't because I was a slut or because I just, it was because I was living with a mental disorder that just was not diagnosed yet. And as soon as it was, and then I realized why I was doing everything I was doing and I was getting help, I stopped. So just be nice to everyone because you do not know people's journeys. You do not know where people are, even with like their mental health state. So just be gentle. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Def like, yeah, people, please be nice. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Please be nice. Please be nice, especially. Um, 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 are you like ever thinking about having kids? Because we had one of the p- people over here and they suffered from a lot of things as well. Uh, and they were actually saying that they don't want to like pass on their mental illness to their children. So are you planning on having children? <laughs> I want to have kids a lot um and so with me my dad's side of the family actually has a lot of mental health issues just different ones but I think that's probably where you know it stems from and I know passing it on is a risk but I think my children will be blessed with a mom that is actually aware of mental health and just ways of looking at it so it might be rough but i'll be there you know i think that when people have support because like i said i had a lot of support and that does wonders it really that's like half the battle won you know so i think if i have kids and 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 my kids are exactly like me i think they have a better chance of just having it much better than i did you know but i think yeah and also it's not my fault not kind of kids because i'm living with a mental health issue oh guys you that's not my fault so what must i do i must have kids so yes, yes i must yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure definitely definitely and this is a different answer from all the people we have like yeah. had on on board yeah, yeah. so definitely if you want kids have kids so don't worry about it you they'll figure it out you'll figure yeah. it out it'll work out you know just work out, out. It'll just all work for these things there's professionals guys there's help you know um there's help there's professionals there's medication now so and also living with a mental health issue is not the worst thing to happen to someone it's not it might feel like it but it's not and you have i think i'm living a, like a normal life now my kids will live a normal life you know they might have a little bit more difficult if they are living with a mental health issue but you can live a normal life so how right, guys let's do it let's bring it let's have these kids <laughs> yes for sure so yeah you are one of those individuals who actually believe that you can have a fully functional life yeah. when you have like you know borderline personality disorder depression and anxiety together and yeah the, you 
I mean, it depends on the person. Some people might be suffering from it. Like some people might be in the middle of having that diagnosis. Some people might be having it. Like there are different stages for it as well. So where you are in your journey depends on, uh, d- defines what kind of life you would live, right? So I actually like that a lot that you live a fully functional life. You know, despite- Live my best life, guys. That's the right way to say it. Genuinely, 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 I'm really like, I'm having a blast. I'm not like, like I said, I have never been here in my entire existence because I was not dealing with it. So I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with, with it on a daily. And if I wake up tomorrow and I'm having the worst possible day, I'm going to have it. But I know in a day or in two weeks or even a year, I'm going to have the best day of my life again. So we keep moving. We keep it moving because honestly, guys, life is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like, Whoa, yeah. it's just I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So my last question for you is did do you ever wish that you did not have your mental illness? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> 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 you know the other questions I was like, yeah, yeah, no, wow, I've ne- yeah, that's yeah, that's a rough one. Um you know what? So I'm going to give like a two-part answer, right? I think definitely in the sense that if there was a chance that I wouldn't have it so rough, you know, um, growing up and have a, guys, and the thing is people need to understand that like mental health disorders are genuinely having a war in your head. You might appear okay, but you are fighting every single day of your entire existence you are at like you just at it with yourself and the worst part is it's with yourself you are at it on a daily every single day every single minute every single second of the day you are fighting that's not a pleasant life to live it's not so if there a part of me does wish that if there was a chance of me coming back or being born without it I mean, who doesn't want to live without a mental health? Like, you know what I mean? Who doesn't want it? But I also be like, I wouldn't be me. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be so loud. I wouldn't be, you know, I, I just, I, I wouldn't be me. Do I not want to be me? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so rough. And I think, you know, as, as hard as it's been, as, as hectic as it's been, as it's been, it's been, like I've been at a point where I was so suicidal because I couldn't take it anymore. That when I got admitted, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I was crying all the time. I was drinking all the time. I was not functioning. I was non-functional. I couldn't take it. And death, me not being here at all, seemed just so much more better than me just doing this. Yes, then. But now that I've passed through that storm. And I'm looking at the person that I am and I'm looking at, you know, just how far I've come and what I'm doing with my life and how I'm helping other people. And I'm a damn good person. I'm great. Do I not want to be me? I don't, I don't know. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a definitely tough one. That's why I ask this to a lot of people, all the people I ask this mm-hmm. to think like, yeah, but definitely, definitely. So, um, where can they find you? Plug yourself in. <laughs> What's your Instagram and all that? So, um, the Instagrams in the, uh, the, the initiatives um, 
Facebook page is alone, just alone. We can't change it to not alone. I, I don't know why. So it's alone. Um, we are at not alone underscore SA on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my personal accounts are, yo guys, please write it down somewhere because these people are going to struggle finding me. So my Instagram handle is at how doll. So if you ever, ever, ever feel like you ever need to talk to someone, you're not okay. You can't do this live thing. Please. You don't even need to follow me. Don't follow me. Don't like any of my things. Literally send me an inbox and just bend vomit in my inbox just so you don't go through anything alone. That's literally what my social media pages are for. Obviously to put up like, like nice you know, snaps of myself, like I'm a human. But more than anything, I've dedicated all my social media platforms to helping people with um, mental health issues. We live in a very digital world. So if you can drop me an inbox and tell me, dude, listen, I can't do this. I will give you all the time that you need. I'll give you my numbers as long as you don't hit on me because I'm a pretty girl. But I'll, I'll give you my numbers and you can call me and you can vent and you can talk and we can do this thing together. So just find me on um, Instagram, especially if you need to talk and drop me an inbox and let's do it. Yeah, definitely. You can find everything about this episode on uh, on, our, on our show notes, authenticchaos.com and uh, there'll be all the links in there and and yeah, definitely. So thank you so much, thank for, you so much, much for coming. You yes. are first so, this was so much fun. second, yes. so fabulous, third, you are just so strong, and we love you so much. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs>